Welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast, the show where we help you overcome your fears, boost your confidence and give you the best chance of becoming a professional footballer. If you're a young footballer looking to take your game to the next level, this podcast is for you. Whether you're struggling with nerves before games, finding it hard to recover from setbacks or just looking for ways to take your game to the next level, Luke and Rob have you covered. So join us each week and let's help you become the confident, fearless footballer you were born to be. Hello and welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast. I'm Rob Blackburn. I'm Luke Nine. And today we have a special guest. We have Jordan Hugo on. Super Jordan Hugo. I talk about him a lot. He's a very big inspiration to me and I love his journey too. So Jordan, mate, how are we doing? All right, thanks, mate. I'm all right. Pleasure to be back on anyway after, after so long. I know. The last time we did this, last time we had a podcast, it was just me and Jordan and I was in the garden with my top off and he just commented how professional it looks now with the microphone and the background. <laughs> I've moved up a gear. I've moved up a gear. Have you not seen it? Have you seen no. it? No. You couldn't write it. He's there, top off, laid back like this. <laughs> no sun cream on by the end of it. It was red raw. I, I, you can <laughs> see I've, I've rubbed off on him and I've, I've, had, I've given him more of a professional approach, you see. It's true. It keeps me in line. Luke keeps me in line. So do you want to talk to us about your journey through your football career? So how you started and then how you got into the programme? Because in the academy, we obviously have loads of people who want to get into academies. They think that's the way that they need to make it pro. But your journey was a little bit different. So this is a really quick podcast. So instead of telling your story, right? In, in bullet points. In bullet points, yeah. Like no Michael Dubry. We had Michael Dubry on the last one of our last podcast. He went to t- we said, tell your story. Two hours later, we were still going. I was played non-league when I was 16. Uh when I was 18, went to Glenoddle Academy. Uh, uh that folded. So I lost all contact with that. Ended up on job seeking allowance from when I was 19, then got a job behind a bar, playing non-league again during that time. That was while I was when I was behind the bar, dummy ACL, so I couldn't play football. When I came back, it was non-league again. Managed to get in touch with a coach who was now a coach who was at the Glen Hoddle, who was now at Port Vale. Got a trial at Port Vale. Done well, got a contract for the 23s at Port Vale, then got into the first team, and then Preston, West Ham. Uh, I've had that many clubs. <laughs> Preston, <laughs> West Ham, Middlesbrough, QPR, Norwich, Cardiff, West Brom, Rotherham. <laughs> that was really quick. That was, that was less than a minute. That was really good. Good bullet points. That's great that point. Was point. Point. That was really good. <laughs> so when how when what age were you when you were still in non-league? So I so I was so I when I was behind the bar, I was playing when I was behind the bar. So I was literally playing non-league, then doing my shift on the Saturday night. So it'd be 19 to 21 it was, and then 21 I got my break at Bob Hill. Nice, and then when did West Ham come calling? Um, when I was twenty-eight, so right. seven years, seven years, years, seven six. So non-league at twenty-one, Premier League at twenty-eight. 
Yeah. What's the key? What's the secret? Oh, no, I wasn't twenty. It was twenty six. Twenty six. Sorry. Nice. So, what's what's the what's how, how do you keep the faith that you're going to play professional football if you're still playing non league at twenty one when you see a lot of people still in academies from a very early age? It was it was more the fact that I wasn't scared of failing. I wasn't scared of failing. I just thought if I put everything into it. Um, what what's going to be worse than going back to work behind a bar? I've, I've been there, I've been there and done it. So it's, it's, it's a win-win really. Let's see how far you can get with how hard you work. So your expectations never, sh- never shifted. You know what? You weren't behind the bar thinking, you, do you think I'm going to play Premier League one day or did you just go with the flow? No, to be fair, I never thought I'd play the Premier League. Every, you, you always dream that you want to reach the highest level. Of course you do. But when I, when I got into, I thought championship was was high enough for me. I thought, oh, if I reach it, I was. So at first, it was like I see it in stages. It was like I thought, play professionally. I, uh, that'll be a uh, what I'm achieving that is, and then like managed to make my debut, and I'll be like, oh, well, if I play in the championship, that's even better. And then like managed to do that, and then Premier League met my debut. I was like, oh my god, never even thought that would happen from where it was. So it's kind of just been like a journey that I've just gone along with, just of my own like morals and what I've my own like self worth really. What was the hardest parts in the journey? Uh, uh probably a lot of opinions that haven't really gone my unfairly, but you know football is part of the game, isn't it? Give us some examples. I didn't really get a fair chance at West Ham didn't really get a fair chance really at Norwich the second time when I went back this year but as I said it is what it is and I think a lot I got I got different things out of different clubs so for example when I when I first went to West Ham I when I first joined I was there for six months I knew I wasn't going to play I was like I'd be happy if I made my debut happy if I got a few appearances whatever which I did which as I said I never expected for working behind a bar so it was more like well what can I learn within these next six months of being there I'm surrounded by best West Ham's a massive club the best facilities the best coaches the the best players that were in the change room when I was there I was like what what can I learn and I had a conversation I think I've told you Rob I had a conversation with my, my missus at the time when I first joined I was like look um, I'm going to do everything that I can within my power I'm going to work the hardest I've ever worked so if anything goes wrong here can hold my hands up and said, I've given everything. Everything, I've done everything that I could have done. I've left everything on the table. I've not left anything behind me. So, as I said, as much as I've been let down by those things, I've still learned an awful lot from those things. And I probably, within those six months, I was the best player that I've ever seen of myself. What was your biggest takeaway from, from West Ham to Norwich? Uh, the biggest takeaway was, I think when you get to the when you hit the Premier League, you see like a difference in technical abilities. I think that the the mindset's quite similar, but then you get like the top level, and you just think like technically amazing. And there's like hardly any faults. You're thinking these players are just talented. Like you just see natural talent. We trained with Manu Lanzini, um, Argentinian lad, unbelievable, one of the best players I've ever seen, and it's just like. Everything he did just looked so natural. And I was like, I can't get near him. 
I was running around chasing around him for ages. I couldn't get near him. And you kept your... So the thing I did, I remember when I came up the levels, I thought I needed to change my core game because you meet people that just blow your mind like that Lanzini did for you. Did you just stay yourself? Did you need to adapt your game? How much do you change? How much do you keep the Jordan Hugel from non-league? Like, where's the crossover? Because I got that once wrong at Sunderland. So where, how did you find that when you joined? I've always kind of just stuck with what I'm good at because it's kind of, I've never really checked because you've, you've seen, we've played against each other, Luke, so you know exactly what I'm like. That's kind of been me all the way through the levels. And it's kind of just, I've just gone with it and I've kind of just, Instead of doing stuff that I know that I'm not amazing at, I've just tried to make what I'm good at very good. Yeah. And I think that I am good at what I do. I'm, I'm effective and it's kind of got me to where I am. So I've, I've never really had to change. I've struggled with like confidence a lot, especially when I was at West Ham when I wasn't playing because, as you know, like when my game, I can't train the way I want to play. Because I'm not the sort of person who I want to, I can't go around kicking people, like I can't go around elbowing people. That's not who I am. That's me. You should see how I train. Physically, it's not me as a person, but I know myself well enough to be like, well, that's not me and I'm not going to train like that. I'm not To suit you, that's fine, but I'm not going to do it for me. That's who I am. But get me on a pitch on a Saturday, perfect. That's That's where I can be the player that I am. So that I kind of struggled because when... I wasn't playing at West Ham. I couldn't really show the lads what I was properly about. Cause I only made like three three appearances, I think it was. So I couldn't really show them what I was properly about. And then when I wasn't playing, I struggled with confidence. And I was like, it, it got just got to me a bit because I said, you want to play at the end of the day, regardless of what level you're at. You just, you just want to play. So we confidence has been one of the biggest things we've been talking about recently we've i've tangled myself up trying to how do you then build confidence or if i was struggling with confidence right now how would you talk me through how to build confidence coming from a place where you've lost it and then rebuilt it i i find it just from doing simple things well i'll like as i said if if i'm in a game now and the first few things don't go well all right, right i'll just take it back to the basics, focus on what I do well. It's more of knowing who you are as a person and who you are as a player. Me and Rob have had conversations like in the last one we did just about the the best times that I had playing football was when I knew who I was as a person. I didn't I didn't care what any, I didn't what the noise was. I didn't care because I knew what I did, who I am, and then everything kind of just fell into place. And I think that's probably one of the best things that's happened to me, just getting to know me as a person. So did you not know that when you were at West Ham because you said your confidence was low? Did you? Because it takes a while to build that. I remember Rob, me and Rob talked about it and I don't think that part of the brain doesn't really fully develop till about 30, does it, Rob? No, 30, yeah, about 30 years old. We should ask him the question that we answered on the last podcast, see how he answers that one. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, we're asking that one right now, but like it takes a time for the brain to actually develop and for, for for young kids trying to work out who they are, that's actually quite. It sounds very easy to do, but I learned it twenty five plus, yeah. or you know, at twenty four when I joined, uh, twenty three when I joined Sunderland, I lost it all. I was trying to search it, and I, I completely fell apart. And I was like, "Whoa, who the hell am I?" And I tried being everyone else but myself. And I think sometimes if if people are in that 
self-discovery and they don't know who they are i think that's quite okay no because it's it's part of the journey to not know who you are and then spend time doing that you have to try and find as i said you you don't really know who you are until actually you've you've been through things you experience things you don't get a grip and that's part of life isn't it just learning about yourself and as i said now i know what makes me tick i know what i can do and i'm confident enough in my own abilities that if anything else good does go wrong i can strip it back to basics and be like well i'm really good at this so this is what i'm going to do okay if they go wrong what do you do just work that's my main my main thing is just working hard nice okay yeah no one can ever stop you doing that i'll use nice um go on rob asking the asking the big question that got me i've got the big question and i've got this other deep question is do we actually know who we are so if i said to you luke who are you would you be able to answer it and and to you jordan if you think about it if we go who are you yeah go on jordan go first as a footballer what oh that's who are you who's jordan hugel who are you deep yeah so we go we're, we're talking about who we are do we actually ever know who we are like, it was, it's just a, i was thinking about it as you were talking about it. it's like get to know who you are and you kind of like if i asked you who I are know. you you'd be like oh yeah is it, it is it is i think and i could probably describe it more as in a football sense for me because it's it's about knowing what makes me tick knowing what gets me up for things knowing like my routines and stuff. I know, I know what works for me, what works for my body. In if that makes sense. So it's like you'll have, Luke, I'm sure you'll have your your way of doing things or match days, your if you do pre-act or training, whatever. You you have your own routines to get your body right. I've got my own things. I know, and then I said, I know how I play, I know how to do all my stuff that's within part of my game that I don't need to expand from that. I just make, as I said, I'm, it, it's, it's, it is a deep question. Like it's <laughs> probably couldn't, you probably ask, couldn't describe it. Should I ask it to now, see what he says. Very much. Yeah, again, it's, it's it's a difficult one because like what Jordan said, you, you've got, I'm different depending on, you know, there's a football version, but there's also an off off the field version. Because if if what Jordan described, he has a football version of football stops one day, then who 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 am I? Football stops one day. If I just label myself as a footballer, because I've had that before when I got injured and I just labelled myself as a footballer, I found myself in a whole can of worms because I was like, oh, I've identified myself, identified myself as a footballer. Football's now stopped her injury. Who the hell am I? So then I I just add more to it. I try to, for example, the people I meet, I try to give them good energy. I'm a full-time dad. Um, I like to learn things. Like I, I try to label myself as multiple things. So if one thing wasn't working out or stopped, then I've got more than just yeah. one club in the bag, if that makes sense. You know, I'm I'm a mentor when I do this. I'm a dad when I step away from this. I kick a ball around. Um I get called crap for a living day in, day out. Um, yeah. But like, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, that's me too. All right, but we'll do But like, if I've, I've got different because I've gone one dimensional before. And when I went one dimensional, it's like, you know, take a game. I'm looking onto a golf course now. You've got one club in the bag and you're playing someone with 15 clubs. Who's more likely to win? That person with one club can win, but more times than not, he'll lose. And I think that's where, again, that comes from that self discovery of, Oh look, I'm one-dimensional. Oh, this isn't working. 
what else is there? And that kind of, that came from me falling apart and going, this doesn't work. Who am I now? And it's like, you kind of keep redefining yourself. Like I'm probably, I'm having another little baby soon. That's going to re, it's not re change everything. It's just going to add something else to me. Um, so I think I'm, you're yeah, constantly, I'm constantly looking. Yeah. It's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just constantly adding to, adding to who I am a lot. If you ask me the same question, I'll be like, I'll answer it for you. I just say, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> you're saying there about like, it's, it's like having two, not two personalities as such, but it's having like, as you said, your whole life and then knowing your, your normal life. Because as you said, football's not forever. And as I'm comfortable enough to say that if I've got to work again, I've got to work. I can understand that people might struggle because they are that what they're known from. What I, what I don't even know what age kids are joining football clubs nowadays, but they're known from that point to whenever they retire, if they make it a full career as a footballer. And then what do you do when all of a sudden football's taken away? Well, I think from a young age, you're, who you are gets forced upon you more, more than you, you learn yourself. So I was known as the, uh, the kid in the academy growing up. So without even knowing what identity was and having to learn that one day because you don't as a kid i was known as the kid in the academy yeah and before if i got released when i was in going through school what that probably would have led me down a weird path where i'm no longer that kid in the academy luckily i got i got released eight uh nine about 20 so i was at an age where i could be like okay well i'm not the academy in the kid and i was past that you know that awkward social stage when you were 14 15 16 at school but I learned from a very young age that your identity is kind of forced upon you. Yeah. Um, and, and it takes, and when people say it's time to grow up, I, I see that as it's time to self-discover, do a bit of me search, learn about myself, what makes me tick, what doesn't make me tick, who am I, what do I like? Um, and I think that's part of the discovery phase when people say it's time to grow up a little bit. And that's, listen, I moved to Sunderland and at age 23, it was probably my first time I actually pro- properly grew up. And that was discovering who I am through falling apart if that makes sense and getting it wrong um and at the time when you're falling apart you think it's the end of the world when actually things are starting to fall together and that's when the real juicy parts start to happen i think probably learn more about yourself when things hit the lowest yeah I, I was i was um on the dole at one point and i learned a little more about myself there that i didn't ever want to be in that place ever again yeah, it, it took me to hit that point to then realize, yeah, that's I don't want to, I don't want that anymore. Question: Someone's just uh, texted in saying, "Is it true that Luke and I waged you in the game recently?" <laughs> was that a, was was that a moment as well? The follow up question: Was that a moment that you realized you need to get in the gym? That's it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's just a simple yes or no answer. It was caught off guard. I was looking at the ball. It was a cheap shot. That's what it was. It was a cheap shot. You, you seen the opportunity and you caught me sweet. I was so annoyed. Uh, I said, I've got the record. I said it to Rob. <laughs> I had a right figure. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to we play each other again because I feel like what goes around comes around. <laughs> Luke's got some right. questions for you. But beforehand, yeah. go answer this one in 30 seconds, Jordan. Ready? Is confidence yeah. the most important component components of performance? Uh, I don't think it's the most important. No, I think it it helps with a few things, but the most important is probably your 
your values and as you said like most important component of my game is working hard it's not confidence that's not built by confidence working hard just a value there we go that was short quick enough and a whole podcast on that 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) Luke got him I can't find him (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean what do I mean you should be prepared yeah, I'm not. I'm not, and that's that's that's. I think we've got to show that in the podcast. Sometimes oh, I've got it. Here we are. <laughs> right. Who wins? Nine who seconds. wins the prem this year? Who, who wins seconds. the prem this year? Who wins the prem? Yeah. Uh, City experience. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Death row meal. Big dirty horrible burger. <laughs> Pineapple and pizza. Yes or no? Negative. Horrible. Ant or deck. That's like a crime asking us to split them. Go on. Not, <laughs> not answering. <laughs> Favourite holiday destination? Uh, Dubai. Best meal you cook? Do a lovely um, pan-fried duck. Oh, didn't think that about you. Thing is, I'm not a bad chef, but my missus is even better than me, so I, I let her cook. Smart, <laughs> smart or casual? Casual. Always in trackies. Ferguson or Guardiola? Guardiola. VAR, yes or no? It's got to be a no for someone that plays like you. You'll yeah. never <laughs> score a goal. <laughs> for that, I'd be constantly sent off. Spider in the house, kill it or set it free? Uh, I'm trying to set a good, good example. As much as I hate them, I'm trying to set a good example for my kids. So I set free. Nice. Who would play you in a movie? Uh, oh, Bruce Willis. Was that his name? Bruce Willis. <laughs> I mean, a movie. Um, I don't know. Probably like um, Joey Barton. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know that one. Golf handicap. 10. Hopefully, I've had some lessons, so I'm hoping to come in a single figures this summer. Dogs or cats? Dogs, two dash ones. Oh, talent, born or made? Um, I think a lot of it is made, but I also think there's a bit of bit born. Wrong answer. Night out with the boys, <laughs> night in with the missus. I like a nice, nice night in. As you probably well known, I am very well for slipping out the back door. <laughs> One superpower, what would it be? Flying. Person least likely to be stuck in a lift with? Um, I don't know. The bloke you just said. Story. Yeah, Any phobias? Heights. And last one. Best piece of advice someone's given you. Uh, always believe in yourself because if you don't, who's going to do it for you? Oh, I will. <laughs> Cheers, man. Pleasure. Except when we're playing against you. Nice. Right. Very nice. We got the Inner Game Academy call. So we got to shoot off. If you like the podcast, you know what to do. Five-star review. Subscribe. Share it with friends. Tag us in your stories. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the other side. So that's me. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game Academy podcast. Please do us a massive favour and give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Tag us in your stories. We'll share it. Subscribe because it helps us spread awareness of the show. Thanks very much for your help and we'll see you on the next episode.